Hi, hello, what is up? Welcome to the For The One podcast where I believe God has one specific message for one person who needs to hear it the most. If we've never had the pleasure of sliding into each other's DMs, I'm your host, My Unique. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. So before we get started with today's episode, due to the topic um, of this episode being a conversation with friends that are not believers, I wanted to go ahead and throw out a disclaimer, Um, just because sometimes when you have friends that are not believers, their views and what they say don't necessarily align with the things that um, we as believers may think or say. So the purpose of this conversation is to never offend anyone, never to go against anything that the Bible says, but I firmly believe in having healthy conversations with people. Um, just, just because why not? Um, and so I have invited two of my best friends onto the podcast. Um, they are members of what I call my shiny teeth club, um, Jenny and Courtney. And, um, so as you guys know, and as you should know by listening to this podcast is I am a Christian. I am a non-denominational Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the trinities, et cetera, et cetera. And what I, came upon was about a week or so ago I was having a conversation um right before the protests and everything started regarding George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and I put out a statement that I don't have like all of my friends are not Christian and some people honestly seemed shocked by that response and I found it interesting that People believe that all of their friends should be believers. Now, don't get me wrong. I do have close best friends, um, mentors, and other leaders that are believers. And so whenever I need help or um, et cetera, et cetera, I do go to these people um, regarding biblical guidance. But all of my friends are not believers. Um, I believe firmly that in order to be the light that God talks about, we have to put ourselves in, quote unquote, dark places. Um, I can't always be a light where there, where there is already light. And so I just believe that, um, in this day and age, I'm never to force my religion on someone or only be friends with someone, um, that is a believer. So that's the point of this conversation. Um, it's just to, to give insight on the way that I see things in biblically, like I understand versus what they see and what they understand. So let's just go ahead and jump right into the conversation. Okay, so we are officially recording. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, I'm Jenny. Hi, I'm Courtney. Okay, so before we start, if you guys are comfortable um, explaining if or what faith like you currently stand at. Um, well, I don't really have a faith or like a religion. I just kind of believe in the universe, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm like open to the possibility of there being a God and stuff, but I necessarily don't. you know practice any of that okay i think the same way that jenny thinks except i was born and raised catholic okay yeah i was gonna say i know someone else that's like i just kind of believe in the universe i don't really know what you would call that i don't research my stuff like that anyways a couple of weeks ago i had submitted um people like so when the protests first started coming about basically i had someone like ask me my response right and I told them like it's one way to respond as a Christian and be like oh yeah we should pray for this situation right and then I was like okay well what do you tell someone who doesn't believe and so that's why the conversation of like you have friends that are not believers kind of like came up which was surprising 
Um, and so I had submitted a Q&A box for people to submit questions to ask you guys um, versus, so it's like, a com not a comparison, but a question and then what you guys would think about it. And then obviously I'll give my own like two cents on it. So I'm just going to ask you guys the questions. Feel free to be as unfiltered, so to say, um, as you decide because the whole point of this conversation is so people can understand that, well, you can have a conversation about it. Okay, so first question, what do you do when the things you love most in life are taken away and who do you turn to? I'm going to assume it's like in the sense of like people, like life and death, and then maybe because it's like a vague question um, of like what happens when like say you lose a job. Um, well, I don't think with a job I'd really like turn to anybody. I would just, you know for other jobs <laughs> but I mean in like the sense of like losing people and stuff or, like turning to family and like friends and stuff just for that support is what I would say yeah Sorry. I think <laughs> yeah I I think the same thing like if I were to lose a job there's nothing that I could like do to turn to someone I guess yeah. but like losing a loved one I would probably turn to like my friends and family as well Right. What about when you guys, like, say, lose a, a job or something? Okay, so say say you have a job, right? And uh -huh. it's a job you love, and all of a sudden you get fired. Like, what is your first response? What would you think is your, like, first initial response? Um, I'd probably be, like, upset, but I would, I mean, I'm assuming to get to a point where you got fired, you did something that would have caused that like chain reaction so i mean yeah i mean i don't know i feel like i'm not very i'm a very like jobby person so i don't yeah. do things that don't that will get me in trouble i don't like to get in trouble with things so i'll i don't know i think that's a bad example for me yeah no, well i agree yeah i've never lost a job and i don't plan to ever lose a job i don't know what i would do yeah, and I guess, like, the question, the questions are very vague, obviously, because a question box on Instagram can only hold so much text. Um, right. So it's, like, for me, I didn't, I don't think I lost a job before. I have gotten, like, let go of a church that I've, like, volunteered for because they just didn't see fit. And my initial first response, it was, like, it was a whole bad situation. But anyways, um, my initial response was, like, God, what are you doing? Because I think as believers, we're, we have we have adapted this mindset that, and it's scripture, that God works everything out for the greater good. So no matter good or bad, that there's a purpose behind everything you're going to go through or what you're going through. Um, so that, that that's a, a believer standpoint. And I kind of did that, and I think it took like, when did that happen? Like 2000, I think that happened in 2013, and then three years later, I got offered a better position um with the church so it it made sense three years later down the line as to why that happened you know so it's like for for christians it's like our number one thing is to have this trust in god that everything's gonna work out and and so forth and so forth i don't think i when people i love are taken away um it kind of just sucks but i think for me i've gotten to a point where i've accepted that life and death like it's a it's a thing um when my dad died a couple of months ago 
it was just one of those, okay, well, we're all going to die, not in a bad way, but we're all going to die. The purpose of our lives is to first like live life. But at the end of the day, um, believers, we believe in heaven. So we believe that there's life after death. And so I think for me, I just, I adapted that so early on that I kind of, I'm not going to say I don't care, but it doesn't hit me as hard as it used to be. So that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. So like back to when you lost that position though, and that you believe that God has a plan for everything and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like I agree with you because I'm a very like positive person. Yeah. So if something doesn't work out for me, I'm like, okay, something better will come along. It's fine. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's kind of like you said, where you just have like a positive mindset. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's still even in a, in a biblical way, but it's just like the reason behind the positive mindset versus like the reason behind a believer's positive mindset. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, God, you, you got to come through like for real, for real, or that's it. And for you, it's just like positive i have to keep like i I have to understand that something's gonna something's gotta give something's gonna happen so Mm -hmm. that's interesting um the next question and i'm gonna put this question into like a first person kind of thing because i think it'll so how could i share god's word with you guys without making you feel uncomfortable or have you ever had situations where people have tried to share their faith or religion and it made you like super uncomfortable okay so I love, like, learning, like, educating myself, so I love having, like, the conversations with you, like, especially, like, the other night we had a conversation about, like, prophecies and, like, stuff that I just, it didn't make sense to me in my head, so it was, like, nice to get you to, like, explain that to me and, like, educate me, but not to a point where you're, like, pushing things on me and, like, trying to make me, like, believe, I guess, necessarily the same things as you, but it was just, like, I don't know, it was just, like, a nice conversation back and forth of, like, education. I don't know, I just, yeah. I don't think, I mean, I have been in, like, positions where people have, like, tried to, like, force, like, the religion down my throat, and I don't necessarily enjoy those moments, but I feel like having, like, a regular conversation just, I think it's just, if people are open-minded about things, yeah. it's easy for the conversation to flow as opposed to somebody that's very set on their mindset and not mm-hmm. able to look at different perspectives, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, that was an interesting conversation. And, and I try to always, like, personally, I don't really believe in, like, shoving an opinion or ideology down someone's throat because you get people that, like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're always right. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. at that point, the conversation becomes ignorant, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk to you, you know? And I've had that happen, even from Christians. Like, just like, even like, it may be like a scripture, and someone, I may post something, and they feel indifferent about me posting it, like, you shouldn't have put that with that, and da-da-da. And it's like, I'm always open to a conversation, but when you just start off with like, just ignorance of wanting to like I think like push an agenda of I'm right you're wrong um even I'm like yeah no I'm I'm just gonna delete this whole message thread and I'm just not gonna respond to you anymore because it just makes me I'm not gonna say it makes me uncomfortable but it's just annoying it's annoying 
Very but, Like, you and I the other night, we were, I don't, I don't even know how that topic came up. I don't even know what we were talking about. When the, I'm really upset I missed that. Yeah, you were already <laughs> sleep, but something came up when we started talking about, like, prophetic dreams. Oh, because I mentioned, um, like, in high school, that one, this girl that I knew, she like, got a prophecy oh, yeah, read yeah, yeah. to her, right. or I don't know how to properly word that, but yeah, 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 yeah. that's what it all started. And then we started having oh. a conversation about this guy who's, like, supposedly, he was prophesied to that I was his wife, um, and we were talking about how, like, it can be wrong, like, prophecies, because someone says it, does not necessarily always mean it's true, because this man swore up and down that I was his wife, and we didn't even make it past three weeks before I was like, yeah, no, this is not it at all. <laughs> I'm not your wife. I hate to break it to you, but whoever prophesied that to you was, I'm not it, basically. Um, so that was an interesting conversation. I was like, oh, interesting. But you also took the conversation well. Like, you were asking questions of, like, okay, well, what does yeah, this mean? Yeah, it's so interesting. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's interesting, I guess, is the word that I could yeah but kind of like how you said of just like having an open mind to learn you know what Mm -hmm. i mean or listen to someone else like people don't do that anymore it's sad okay i agree do you guys believe in miracles i actually do i don't know i think i do yeah um, maybe I don't know. She said maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I get yeah. And so I like biblically speaking, as believers, we're we're we've always been taught miracles happen, um, because it it's in the Bible. And if you read your Bible, I think like the New Testament so much gives so many like miracles when Jesus was here on Earth of like healing demon possessed like people. Uh, the lady who had the blood flow and instantly stopped because she touched the hem of the garment. So. Like, we're always taught miracles, and then I think... Wait, what? Yeah, so there's a Bible story, there's a Bible story with a woman who has, like, a blood flow, and she's had it for 12 years, she doesn't know what happened, like, where it came from, almost to say, like, getting your period for 12 years straight. She just had a constant blood flow, and she knew something was wrong, and it said, like, she spent, like, all of her money trying to go to doctors, but they couldn't figure out what the issue was. And so when Jesus began his ministry, um, when he was 30, he would go around healing people, um, because that's just what he does. And then she realizes he's coming to her town and she has this like crazy faith. Like if I could just touch the back hem of like his robe, so like the bottom of his robe or whatever, Mm -hmm. then I'll be healed. And then it's, it goes on to say that. Um, she pushed through crowds of people because everyone wanted to be healed. It was like one time I went to a Jonas Brothers concert and I had pit seats and you know, like when you see them get closer to the stage and everyone pushes because they just want to touch. Uh-huh. Like that's literally how the Bible. <laughs> Jonas was my first concert. <laughs> that is how uh, the Bible like de- like explains it. And so this woman, she gets so desperate, like she pushes through the crowds. She touches uh, the hem uh-huh. or garment of Jesus's robe, and and instantly she becomes healed. The blood flow stops. And yeah, so. I, like, remember this story. At first, I was like, wait, I don't know the story, but I do remember hearing the story. Yeah. So, I've never heard it, that um, so we believe in, like, miraculous healings. I think, I think too, because yeah. I've seen it a lot when I, you know, working in ministry and just in my life myself, like, I've had some pretty crazy, crazy things happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So, miracles is definitely something that 
it's like i don't know because when i think miracles i think of like physically i don't know if i always think like oh i just got a job that's a miracle you know like i just i think i always just have this mindset that miracles is like more of a physical thing even though it's all around if you got a job and it's your first job then so be it that's interesting because i think i believe in them all around Mm. I, i mean i do but it's like i guess more of what i've seen has been like from a healing standpoint Right. So that's I interesting. get that. That's interesting. Okay. Okay, wait, question before yeah. you go on. Yeah. Because <laughs> you said something about when Jesus was like 30. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to sound like ignorant or, but did he, like, does he age? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Jesus began his ministry work at the age of 30 and was crucified at 33. So he only, um, biblically speaking, only made it to 33. Before he oh. was crucified, yeah. Thank you for asking that because I kind of <laughs> wanted to know the same thing. <laughs> See, people can ask questions and have healthy conversations, guys. Um, no, I know. So, why don't you? Okay, this is this might kind of sound like strong a strong question. Um, why don't you believe in Jesus? Is there a trauma or or? in the church or any other reason um i don't know i just i grew up like my parents were never very pushy on religion or anything i was baptized when i was a baby in a catholic church Mm -hmm. but after that i never really did any of the whole communion or anything else really i don't i don't even know what it is but um, so they just were never really pushing with religion, and we just yeah. always had the freedom to believe in whatever we believed in, and I just never, I don't know, I guess I just didn't grow up in it, and I didn't, Yeah. I don't know, learn about it, so now I'm educating myself now on it. Yeah. I mean, I think I did when I was younger, like, my parents um, would mention, like, God and stuff, and, like, um... I guess I believed it when I was little. I don't know. But I just, now I'm just, uh, I'm just here. I'm just existing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, Courtney, you said you were raised Catholic, though. Yeah, so, just... so I was baptized in the Catholic Church as well. Um, when I was younger, my grandma was actually, like, in the choir at our church. So we would go, like, every single Sunday to church and we would like go to breakfast afterward like it was a whole Sunday thing and I actually went to PSR classes from the time I was in I don't remember how old I was but I only made it up to my first communion mm-hmm. and then um I still went to church though usually um we ended up moving when I was about 10 years old and I feel like once I moved, I was kind of, like, not about, like, doing things in, like, a new town, I guess, and neither was, like, the rest of my family, but, um, we would sometimes still go to, like, our church to meet up with my grandma and stuff, Yeah. and I feel like, so my grandma passed away when I was 13, mm-hmm. and, um, I feel like after she passed away, we didn't, we just, like, didn't go as much. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I stopped. Yeah. 
um, oftentimes that's typically what happens. Um, I know a person and you guys know, I'm just not going to say her name <laughs> on this, but as soon as um, a close family member passed away, she dipped. She was like, yeah, no God, it's just not working. Like so long. Um, and that literally typically happens all the time is when a trauma or some life changing mm-hmm. experience happens that people are like, yeah, no. Um, I've brought it up right. with this friend too. Like, Hey, why aren't you going to church still? Like it's been a couple of months and, um, her literal excuse is just like me and God just, we're, we're just not good right now, you know, but it's because people uh-huh. adapt this mindset that God has taken said person from them. Um, I was like that with my brother until I yeah. was like tired. Like I was like, okay, something's got to give, you know, or a lot of people actually leave the church due to church hurt or people in the church, I guess I can say, um, uh-huh. treating them bad. When I, I had a season when I got like, let go that what I was talking about earlier, that a church let me go. I stopped going to church for like a year because I was like, this is bull crap. <laughs> I don't get it. And so I actually stopped going to church just because that was like a kind of toxic way of doing things when I got let go and uh-huh. I just dipped out. So Right. It's everyone deals with it differently. Yeah, like I think I'd be um down to go again, right. but it's just been so long that I've been away. Right. Wait, I have yeah. like a random thought that just popped up into my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, because when you're like talking, when you guys talk, I'm like still thinking about the question and thinking of like right. what you guys are saying. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking that. Like, especially, like, being someone in, like, their religion, like, like, you being Christian, like, in your religion, whatever, I feel like when something were to happen like that, like, of losing a loved one or whatever, I feel like, at least that's what I thought, that you would turn more to religion, like, yeah, so, get closer mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, no, 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 no I right. agree. And most times, but it, there's a, a Bible story that I was literally sharing on my Instagram live where... Um, Jesus gives a parable of scattered seeds, like plants, seeding, and this, it gives you four different types of seeds, and it's probably one of my favorite parables, but all of the parables are my favorite, but it talks about four different types of seeds. One is like deeply rooted, no matter how hard you try to uproot it, it's so deep in there, like it's good. And then you have one that's like, it's not as deep, but it's, it kind of wavers back and forth. And then it tells one of, like, one that's just, like, sitting on top of, like, soil, not even rooted at all. And then, like, it was one more that's just, like, planted, like, a seed that's among thorns. So there's never, ever going to be any growth. And so it's it's comparable to our lives as, like, what seed are we? People who are deeply rooted in the Word of God, um, when things like that happen, they don't shake. That means they're rooted deeply. Um, I'm like, I'm the third seed, which is I, I have some roots, but when life doesn't go my way or when I get hurt, it's very easy for me to be like, yeah, I don't know about this. So my roots are not that deep. Like I can like literally say that out loud that I don't have deep roots. When I get hurt, I'm very quick to dip out and shut myself off from the world. So, and then it just talks about, um, you know, what, how rooted are you? But naturally, yes, our response should be that we cling to God in those seasons, but that's just not the case. You know what I mean? So right. um, it actually does biblically talk about that, which is where I think so many believers are, is that when life doesn't go our way, when people die, um, that we just kind of dip. Uh, I come from a family of nine. So I have a big family. When my brother died, 
it took me like a couple of months but I, I that's when I clinged to faith whereas all of my other siblings or majority of them really kind of just walked away so oh, wow. it yeah like my other like I'm one of the other like the ones pretty active still in church um, my other siblings did completely opposite so it's interesting. were they like before your brother passed were they all like super into the church as you were or no um I think what it was is because we were raised in the church like every Sunday my mom had us in church and we went so we know but as we got older because I, I was like 18 yeah I was 18 when my brother died and he was 19 so he was a year older than me but I think what it was is that so many times believers adapt to the the faith of their parents or grandparents and then when life shakes them themselves they don't know what to do because we still want to like when my brother died my mom had like a deep rooted faith where she was like everything's going to be okay like we're going to keep going to church we're going to keep praying and I was like are you out of your freaking mind like our brother just died what do you mean we're still going to church you know and so at that but that was my mom like being deeply rooted in her faith after that happened I gained my own faith where I stopped depending on my mom to pray and to do things and I started doing it on my own and I don't think my siblings adapted that they were kind of just like yeah well I'm an adult now like I don't have to go to church if I don't want to you know what I mean so it just was a shift for us Okay, I have another random thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so when you're talking about that, I was thinking, okay, as I said before, blah, blah, I don't, like, necessarily have a religion or believe in anything, but I have found myself in times where I, like, if something's going on in my life or, like, if I'm going through a bad time, whatever, I have found myself, like, I guess, trying to pray to, like, a god or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that just popped up in my head, but, yeah. I don't know. I think you're at a at a stage where you're just you're questioning, which is good. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because you ask me uh, a lot of questions. I don't know about that, but you, you are like okay. No offense, but no, no, no. Let me but let me explain. So there's there's a there's a Bible story about a man named Nicodemus who was a, a Pharisee or like a, one of the the leaders of like Pharisees and all that kind of stuff. And he was like an underlying questioning do I want to believe in God or do I not want to believe in God? And so not to say that you do this, but the Bible says that he would um, meet with God in the middle of the night because he didn't want his friends to see him, you know, cause he was still questioning and he was like questioning, like, are you the Messiah? Are you who you say you are? But around his friends, he would just kind of like be like, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Cause he was a Pharisee, mm-hmm. but he had like questions all the time, but he would only like do them in the middle of the night or when he was like, by himself with the Lord so no one else knew but by the end of Nicodemus's story uh he does become a believer after you know just asking questions so I feel like you're just in this like Nicodemus phase where you're like well I don't really know I just want to ask questions so I can figure it out you know like not to say the end result but you ask you do ask a lot of questions you ask me a lot of questions because I like to know things I just I don't know and I don't understand things I like to understand like even if it yeah. wasn't, like, you explaining them to me, I'd probably, like, go to Google and be like, what is this? Like, what does this mean? Like, right. I don't know. But I just, I feel like I believe in, like, the universe and science a lot that I don't know if I can myself be like, oh, yeah, like, there's this one person, like, that's, mm-hmm. that created everything and is controlling everything. I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah I, I think I agree with you on that. 
like I think that's what like sets me back and it's like I don't know like how can just like one person have created this whole thing and like they're the ones that are controlling everything I don't know it just doesn't make sense in my brain and I really like science so (laughs) science lord of mercy okay (laughs) let me I'm only gonna be part of this question because it's funny and I think that I mean it's not funny but it's gonna be funny (laughs) Um, your opinion or views on sex before marriage? I say, do whatever you want. It's okay. your body. Do you, boo. Just live your life to your fullest. Like, I don't think... I don't know. Why? Okay, what is the reason for sex? I mean, <laughs> waiting for sex for marriage. Okay, so um, the terminology of soul ties is not biblical, but it is um, pretty sound into the sense that when you are sexually active with someone because you're, I don't know how to say this, say this without sounding like nasty, but <laughs> when, you're basically, you're becoming one with someone. Like when you are, when your body is literally intertwined with someone, you're, it's essentially like you becoming one. And so biblically uh-huh. speaking, um, we are to only become one and attach ourselves to one person. So, and that person, you know, would be your husband or your wife. Now, I think that I'm overly sensitive and I'm a little dramatic, so I can't sleep with anyone before I get married. Like, if I'm going to sleep with someone, it's going to be my husband because I cry too much for Uh anyone else, you know? Like, I'm going to be honest. I think God, like, blessed me with a sensitive gene where I'm overly dramatic. So, like, I'm not going to say I'm a saint because, like, I've done things with people I've dated. But even that, like, after the relationship ended, I would cry about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. it didn't even work out. And da, 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 da. like, I'm just overly sensitive. So I bless the Lord for that gene. Because if I didn't, I think if I did not have like this overdramatic attitude, part of me probably would have been like, who cares? It, it's just sex. But it really isn't. Not to me, at least. Mm-hmm. So. No, I get that. I think when I was younger, I was a heavy, heavy believer in you should not have sex before marriage. Yeah. And then I guess when I like took a step back, I kind of like lost that as well. Yeah. Um. I'm. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, there have been times where I like. Ooh, I hate saying last relationship because then people want to search for my last relationship, but I deleted everything <laughs> off Facebook. Um. But like one of my last relationships, um, there came a time where I was like forget it like let's just get it over with you know what I mean because he was asking and I did love him at the time but I believe like the Holy Spirit stopped him because when I say I was ready um he was the one that said no like out of the two years that we had dated he had never said no he had always asked and then the one time where I felt like I was ready he said no and I was like what do you mean no like you're the one that's been asking blah 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 and he was just like something isn't right about how you're acting so I think it was like a holy spirit thing that like stopped him um but any person that I know personally that has had sex before marriage has honestly regretted it (laughs) with the person I'm not gonna say they regret Mm -hmm. sex but as far as the person goes they're like yeah no that wasn't worth it you know what I mean so it's yeah, different. I get that too. And we live in a sexually like driven culture. Um so it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to have sex," you know, like and people do the mm-hmm. same like casual sex partners. Um Right. I didn't believe in that. I didn't even really think that was a thing until a person that I cannot name on a podcast was like, 
my unique like i could have a casual sex partner like there's nothing wrong with it and then i freaked out and i was like there's everything wrong with it like what are you doing to yourself blah 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 and she was just like you believe this because of like your faith in the world you live in but that's not the world i live in and i kind of had to like shut up because she was right but i still feel like she should do better because i just i believe in the worthiness of someone like if you just met someone i just like why why you know what i mean but a lot of people yeah. go with like this okay well i've been seeing so and so for like years at this point a lot of people so it kind of like makes it i have an understanding with that right with like random people from tinder no absolutely not but when i have a better understanding when people have like been with someone for a long time and like that's that's what it is but it took me a long time to get to that point to understand because I used to be like, no, you're wrong all the time um, until said person and I got into a fight about it. And I was like, well, dang, I can't even say anything. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, what if you, okay, let's say you do wait until mm-hmm. marriage, you get married and then you have sex and then it ruins things. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I... I've read a lot of blog posts of people who have waited because, you know, the terminology is you have the flower, like hold on to your flower to your wedding night. I hate that. But to be honest, I've had a lot of, it's unfortunate. Almost, I would say 70% of people feel like dirty after their first time of having sex and they feel like something was taken from them. Um, I believe personally that I'm gonna be that baby uh that does that but the good thing about it is is like some people can't handle like I'm I'm way emotional for god knows what reason I don't even know so I believe that like certain people can handle that like if someone is married to me and they have chosen to stick it out for the rest of their life for god knows whatever reason um I'm pretty sure they can handle me crying because I feel like I just lost something special. Because I feel like that's how I'm going to feel. Because I'm so emotional all the time. Um, but it's like, after that, it just becomes trial and error. <laughs> We're going to have sex every night until we get it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Everyone's different. There have been a few people that I know that like just really enjoyed waiting. Because they were like, oh, it was something special that I I can now say I've only shared with my husband or my wife. But... Um, I also believe that there will be, for some, just like, dang, what just happened? I waited all that time for, I'm not going to say 15 seconds, because then that's bad, but, (laughs) like, I waited 27 years of my life for 15 seconds, and I didn't even like it as much as I thought I would. Dang. So, I don't know. I think it just just varies. I think I'm going to be emotional, if I'm being honest, because that's because I'm emotional in general. Yeah, I'm probably telling you I will be that person. I hate to say it, but I've realized how much, like, how emotional I am. And not everyone can handle that. Bless the, the man that decides that that's what he wants to, you know, I have some great things about me. But when it comes to being emotional, um, that's a work in progress. So we're, I've, I have a lot of, they've already had sex, but then they're deciding, you know, like, maybe we should should just wait. So, you kind of already did. How dipped. does that work, too? Like, um, is that, like, I don't know, like, how does that work? Now that you had sex and now you're all of a sudden waiting. <laughs> like, does that, 
Like, you, does religion, like, have something for that? Like, Do you get your virginity you back? <laughs> right? What? Yeah, like, no. uh, like, uh, I don't know. Born again virgin. Born again virgin. Um, that is, is that a term. Is I've heard that before. It is a term. Um, yeah. in what? a sense, born again virgin basically means that you have repented for already having sex. That you want to, you know, align with God's word, and you don't want to do it again. So they call it being abstinent or a born again virgin, which basically means we're just gonna forget that that happened. And granted, that's you, like cheating at the system. I mean, the, <laughs> grace allows us to kind of like get a heads up you know what i mean every person that i've known that is like a born again version doesn't necessarily say that they're not like oh i'm a virgin you know they just explain it as like oh i'm being celibate or i've decided to uh remain abstinent until marriage whatever yeah it kind of cheats the system but you know what <sighs> grace allows allows you to do that like i'm like i said i'm not perfect i <laughs> I have asked for forgiveness in whatever areas that may be. Um, and I don't worry about it. I really don't. Like, I've had conversations where people have asked me. Um, now, granted, it's not my place to explain everything I've done with a boy, you know. Um, but do I say, like, I, I, I just, I don't know. Those are weird conversations to have. Um, I'm just like, well, obviously I've done things, but I, I technically... I'm a technicality. That's not a word. Um, I'm still a virgin, so I've done things, but I'm still a virgin. So you know, it's okay. Everyone yeah, sees it different. It's it's different, but again, and that's where it's like everyone's beliefs are different. Where I can sit and have a conversation like, no, I'm I'm choosing not to have sex. But you know, what do you, what happens when you've already done it? You know, so. It's a conversation. Has um, anybody ever tried to make you feel like belittle you for that, like for yes. like saying those things? Um. Well. How rude. Yeah. It, yeah. It it can get pretty annoying, um, especially the older I get. You know what I mean? Because I can meet a guy who's like the same age. I'm like twenty eight, twenty nine. I'm twenty seven, and they're like, "What do you mean you're waiting till you're married?" Like you're tripping you know what I mean and so in, in those kinds of situations it gets hard because I have gotten like rejected from guys simply for that fact you know it has nothing to do with the character like of a, like type of person I am or my character like it's literally just because I won't have sex with them and so it kind of sucks um that's one of the reasons why we me and my ex broke up because after he told me no uh, he wanted to say yes, and I was like, you already had your shot, and you blew it, and now I got common sense, <laughs> so, no, and he literally, like, I remember, I remember it so clear, we were arguing in the parking lot of, like, the Hilton Inn, or something, like, here in town, because I love parking lots for whatever reason, and <laughs> he was like, he got out of the car, and he was, like, yelling at me, he was like, you're crazy, like, it's been two years, and we still haven't had sex, like, you're out of your mind if you think you're gonna find another guy that's gonna wait this long and not have sex, and I was just like, well. Pause. Was he also Christian? Yes. Unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately, but, um, he said he was, but when you, when your actions don't necessarily line up, you become what a lot of people call, like, a lukewarm Christian. So, um, he, I'm not gonna say he doesn't believe in God, because he did, but he was more of, like, still wanting to dabble in the things of the world, 
like having sex versus, you know, just sticking to what the Bible says. It's just like, hey, we're going to wait. Um, and this is how we're going to honor God. So it was unfortunate. There was a lot of lying in that relationship. <laughs> so you live and you learn. But yeah, that was probably one of the most like horrible moments of my life where someone made me feel so bad about not wanting to have sex. It's so mean. Yeah. yeah. One more question. One more? That's it? Well, we've already exceeded our time, but I'm just going to let it roll because it's an interesting conversation. Modesty. So. Oh, I don't like that one. It's <laughs> like, I just wear whatever. We talked about yeah, it before same. we got on the call. Um, <laughs> modesty is like a huge topic for a lot of Christians. And I don't think I have enough understanding on it because like I there are times where like I'll wear a shirt that shows my tummy, you know, and people will be like, what are you doing? Um, but I believe that there's a, a, a half of a conversation about modesty that is not had. And that's within like male, because a lot of the times people are like, Bible does give scripture that we should not tempt um, our brother or sister in Christ. So a lot of people use that scripture of like, women, you need to watch how you're dressing. Like if you're wearing booty shorts, you are tempting the brother or, you know, in Christ, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. Trust me, I get it. But there's a part of the narrative or conversation that I think is always missing because it's like, okay, so I, I seen a, a fight on Twitter about modesty with some Christian-y people, right? And so this boy was like, girls, you need to stop wearing leggings to the gym because it's tempting me. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing. (laughs) Right. What are they supposed to wear? Okay, that was like one of the dumbest things because like, if you can't control how you're being tempted, why is that on me? Not to, like, leggings I don't think are bad. Because it's like, first off, they're leggings, you know what I mean? Um, If someone is more curvier than the next person, that's not something that they should feel ashamed of. So I, I responded to this guy and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to see your muscly legs. Like, I need you to wear sweatpants because what if I get turned on by the muscles in your legs? Like, you're tempting me, you know? But you know what? Matter of fact, how about you wear a hoodie over your face? Because if you're attractive and I get turned on, like, that's your fault. Like, I don't want to see your face either. So I just think that there's a part of the conversation that gets so left out because, like, when I see an attractive guy, I'll be the first to be like, yo, you know? And it's like... At what point do Christians draw a line at, at what are we tempting, you know, ourselves with? Because it's like, if someone is walking down the street, they're not going to know what turns me on or what I'm tempted by. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, I believe that, you know, God gives us self-discipline and that there's a part of that narrative of modesty that we need to control ourselves. Cause like, I love a fine man. I love a fine muscular man. You know, so if if I see your arms and then I see veins in your arms while you're working out, I might think that's a little sexy. (laughs) But God forbid that that's, you know, me doing too much and you should wear a hoodie when you're working out, even though you're probably already sweating and burning hot. So modesty is an interesting uh, topic. And I feel, I don't, I'm not going to say I feel strongly about it, but I just, I believe that there are conversations that are left out. People are always like, oh, girls shouldn't wear bikinis to the beach because it exposes their body. Okay, then why is this man's walking without his shirt on and he got a six pack? Like, I got eyes too. So I think when it comes to modesty, there's such a, 
gap in the conversation because everyone is very quick to point out what a woman should or shouldn't do and not a man. And I don't even no, mean I that agree. in a feminist way or like anything like that. Just like equal. You know what I mean? Because I do, yeah, I do I... get turned on. If I see a guy who has a nice body and a six pack and sometimes it's just looking good, like I will be the first to be like, yo, the thoughts that are in my head right now <laughs> are not that holy. Let me correct myself. You know? So I just think that people put so much emphasis on the girls and not so much the guys and i just what's up with that i don't i don't like it i don't know i don't that's just my opinion i agree that's so, all i gotta say yeah i don't really care about so. like clothes like where we whatever you want to wear like i don't know i would hate for somebody to like be telling me what i can and can't wear so i don't really care about that. yeah i mean i'm a firm believer in honoring god with with our bodies and and how we dress but i just think that like i said there's such a lack when it comes to to men in that sense like i don't overdo it but i don't think i underdo it but to other people like i'm overdoing it and i'm like chill you can't even like i'll wear i don't even wear v-neck shirts if i wear a shirt that like you can see just the part of my chest (laughs) you can't even see a boob line but you just see the part of my chest people will literally like some people unfortunately will literally like flip out on me and i'm like okay you know okay so like what are you supposed to wear though like a hoodie and like pants every time yeah i mean that's the way a lot of people sound it and most people that have conversations about modesty are honestly not attacking but they come off very like attacking in the conversation so i don't know I believe there's a way to dress. Like, I, I have students that I work with, and obviously I don't wear anything, like, revealing around them because, like, they're teenage boys and teenage girls. I typically wear, like, a t-shirt and jeans, but if I'm out with, like, my girls or, you know, out with family or something like that, like, I'll wear a dress that's above my knees, you know what I mean? Or something. Oh, my God. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> I'm such a heathen. Lord, have mercy. So I just think that it's such a interesting narrative that I don't think that people talk about, you know, like if we're going to talk about me, then someone like Zac Efron should cover his face because I find him attractive. (laughs) So I think that was the last question. This podcast actually ended up being an hour long. I'm not even mad at that though. Um, So I think it's an interesting conversation. Um, I love that we're able to have these conversations without being at each other's throats of like you're wrong or you're right you know like it's it's just open communication you know what i mean listen i'm putting this out to your followers they should vote for us to be on your podcast like every other week just you know <laughs> yes uh, we, were, we were supposed to do it last week and someone fell asleep so yeah someone did <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that i don't know about every week but you know what we'll have it back because i i i enjoy, maybe we'll talk about the prophecies that whole conversation yeah, we had like no, in the middle of the that. night in the middle of the night more. Well, in something along those lines of, like, something we've never talked about, so we have to talk about it for the first time, but you'll know the topic. Okay, so I let's think vote we'll for, like, a monthly. Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's vote for, like, a monthly podcast. Once a month? Yeah, because you won't give me a, every week, so I might as well shoot for once a month. Because <laughs> I don't know. Your schedule is a little wild, so. Anyway. And you guys are still working. Well, I'm working from home, but you guys are technicality still working and stuff. Yeah, but I'm working from home, too. Courtney's no, I've been, I've been working this entire time. Essential employees. Everyone loves Target. <laughs> Dang it. 
Okay. They need to stop shopping at Target. Just kidding. Say okay. to all of my unique followers, stop shopping at Target. You heard it there first. I'm more of a Walmart person, but yeah. that's because I'm a little bougie and cheap. So, Target is a little expensive, but Target has cuter stuff. I'll give you that much. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. I get a discount, so I don't really think it's that expensive, but yeah. I don't know. Well, we have made it to an hour, which we didn't even plan, but you know what? God wow. works it all out. Y'all stayed on for a whole hour, and I'm very proud. I'm proud of us. Um, Just the PSA, we were both super nervous, so if you guys hear oh us. Oh my like, god, yes. <laughs> my grandma called in the middle of this, so I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> Let's go to my grandma's house first thing in the morning, guys. <laughs> but thank you for taking time out of your day slash nights to... To sit and have a conversation. I think people need to have more conversations with people that don't necessarily agree with them all the time. Um, thank you lot... for inviting us. I mean, I didn't yes, invite you. you. You just told me to put <laughs> you on the podcast. <laughs> okay, thank me for coming up with the idea. Yeah, you're welcome. But shout out to being the first people that have ever been on a podcast with me. So you can feel a little, you know, special in that. So, um, I, my prayer is that people continue to have healthy conversations, obviously with everything going on. Um, Wait, are you, you going to pray? I... Are you usually doing the end of podcast? <laughs> you... Oh, I was going to say something before you did that. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, thank you for not like pushing on us what you believe in, but always being like open and like ready to explain something to us instead of like attack us with information yeah there's some crazy christians out there remember the first time that i asked what a jesus cry was and you sound like a big ass yeah <laughs> oh, sorry i should have said that a big paragraph <laughs> that was like one of our first i think like random questions that i asked well, yeah i think that was the beginning yeah because you guys didn't even well i'm not gonna say you didn't know but you didn't know the extent of me having a platform behind like the scenes honestly you guys I didn't know anything we were shocked yeah i think you guys just yeah. got, it was about a year ago and i've no and i've known you forever and i was I know, like, like what? years and then, you guys like, that it's like oh sorry go no i, I think it's I been about a year s- but i've known you for like yeah eight nine Since years 2011 dang that's yeah, a lot long time <laughs> that that meme that it's like i was shocked honey i was in tears and i almost had it at the white refrigerator not a white refrigerator <laughs> I, think, I think it was jenny who sent me a screenshot and was like what the heck this is you and i was like oh no and i'll say i have seen it since i've had your number for so long i've seen it but i wasn't like gonna like out you like that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have done that to me. That's why I hate giving out my number. Whenever I meet, it's unfortunate. Whenever I meet a guy or, like, something, like, I'll honestly give them my Snapchat. <laughs> and I shouldn't do this. Right. But, but it's because my number is connected to my profile. And I've had so many people, like, that's how people, like, discovered I was Instagram for Believers because it was always anonymous. But the more people uh-huh. that had my number and it's connected to that, the more people would be like, this is you. And I was like, mm-hmm. frick. So... Yeah, it just got to this point where I was like, okay. Well, obviously you guys know my name and my face now, so cheers. Cheers. 
Um, well, thank you, you Jenny, me? for bringing it to our attention, and we found out. Thanks for outing <laughs> You're me. You're welcome. Thanks for outing <laughs> me as, as Instagram for believers. I appreciate that so much in our group chat of just like, what the heck is this? And you guys are always the first people to be like, no, let me clarify. Jenny is always the first person to be like, oh my God, you're such an influencer. Like, what is this? You influencer? And I'm like, stop. You're always like, no, I'm not. I'm like, stop. Stop it. So okay. I got a whole blog post dedicated to me saying, I'm not an influencer. Yeah, check that out. For, for the one.co is a new blog post, not an influencer. You can go ahead and check that out. It's a shameless self plug. Yep. Shameless plug. Um, did you guys want me to pray out? I've never prayed with people on the phone unless it's a student. Yeah, let's do it. I always listen yeah, to you that. Gotta do it like, to keep, yeah. That's you gotta I'm, keep the theme. That wasn't a theme. I only did that one time because I was emotional, but I guess. Uh-uh. I listened to... I'm pretty sure yeah. you've created more than one. I only have, I like, three episodes. I, I think I only have three episodes out, guys. I'm pretty sure there's in two of them, at least. Yeah. Fine. Same. I'll pray out, and... <laughs> I've never prayed with okay, someone that's else. Okay, that's it. No more laughs. Let's go. Serious mode. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. You guys can pretend to bow your heads if you want. I'm not going to judge you. I am bowing my head. For real. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the time um, that we can sit and have healthy conversations about who you are. And for those who are wondering who you are and what you're all about. Um, God, thank you for Courtney and Jenny just being open to listening to me talk about you. <laughs> And anyone else who is listening to this podcast that maybe just doesn't know who you are, God, I pray that um, you would continue to search their hearts, that you would continue to allow them to ask questions so they can get to know who you are for themselves. Um, We thank you uh, for just giving us life, for breath in our lungs, God. Um, And as we continue on, that you would bless us as we go on to and from work and for those of us working at home, that you would just keep us blessed, that you would bless this country, that you would bless this nation, um, and that you would heal our land. Um, we be so careful. We give you all glory and honor, God, because you deserve it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm hanging up now because we're ending the podcast, but I'll just text you. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.